Hey everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Career HQ Podcast. I know it's been a while, and to be very honest with you, I'm not exactly sure what the future of this podcast will look like. We've done 24 episodes now. It's been a ton of fun. My attention is being pulled in many different directions, and so I'm kind of sitting back and and thinking what I want to do with this podcast. Should it look like it does? Should we try something different? Should I take a break for a little while? So anyways, just to kind of let you know, that's where we are. I don't have any episodes coming up. So this may be the last for a little bit. I hope you enjoy it. It's a special one and it's really a unique episode. A few months ago, I put out a promotion for Superpath Pro and said that the next three people that signed up for Pro would also be podcast guests if they chose to. And all three did. So we spoke with Mark Killens, we spoke with Nelson Jordan, and today we're speaking with my new friend, Tammy. She's a content marketing manager at Animals, and while it may not surprise you to hear me chatting with one of the many smart folks over at Animals, Tammy hails from Nigeria, and she's built a very interesting and successful remote career in a place where things like electricity and internet are not a given. We had a really interesting conversation learning about what her career has been like, how she's overcome many hurdles. I mean, if you think it's difficult to build a remote career from a small town in the US, just imagine trying to build a remote career from a country where you may or may not have electricity on any given day. Tammy was gracious with her time. She has an inspiring story. One other thing I just want to add is that I'm so excited to see my former employer animals going global. You know, it's one thing to say a company's global and then hire people in Canada. It's another to say we're global and that our desire to be inclusive transcends all boundaries. There is obviously great talent all over the world. It's not necessarily easy to reach those people. Animals is doing it. They're walking the walk. And I just want to say how excited and proud I am to see that. So many good folks over at Animals, including Tammy, who I am so happy to get to know a little bit. I will now get out of the way and make room for my new friend, Tammy Oladipo. Welcome to another episode of the Career HQ Podcast. I am here with Tammy Oladipo, and she is one of the folks who signed up. I put out a promo, said next three people that sign up for Superpath Pro are going to be podcast guests. Tammy signed up. We have never met before, and here we are. Hi, Tammy. How are you? Hi, Jimmy. I'm good. Thank you. Nice to be here. Yeah. No, I'm so glad to talk to you. I actually did not realize until after you signed up and we scheduled the podcast that you have recently started working at Animals, which is fantastic. Let's just start with a 30,000 foot view. Can you just tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do and some of the work that you've been up to over the past couple of years? Okay. Hello, everyone. My name is Tammy. I'm currently a content marketer, but up until March of 2020, I was a creative strategist with a digital marketing agency in Nigeria, but I lost my job because of layoffs due to the pandemic. I had to start looking for something that I could do from home, obviously, while the whole world was <laughs> devolving into chaos. So I started checking out different Slack groups. I didn't discover the uh, CMCG Slack group until like September of last year. But it was through that that I got that I got inspired to apply to animals. I, I guess that's what I should call it. Before, like, I came into content marketing, I had experience with it. It's not a role that 
is common in Nigeria. So I can't point to like any content marketing agency specifically because the business model doesn't work well here. Most people tend to just do overall digital marketing and then they'll have like a writer or two to offer clients that want that sort of service. So for me, it was like a whole new experience. I was used to writing, but not at like this high level, 2000 word posts, that sort of thing. So it was a new challenge. I definitely struggled with it at the beginning, just because like my attention span is very, like it's, it shows my age. So I'm fairly early career. I only graduated two years ago. So from uni. So I'm 23. I have been, so technically I've only been working for full-time for two years. I wouldn't even say full-time. I had like an internship for one of two years. So technically I've only been working full-time for one year. Then I lost my job halfway through that. So yeah, but I like the animals opened themselves to me. I'm sure they saw something that was good. So here I am working at Animals as a content marketing manager. That's fantastic. I wonder, I mean, I don't know you very well, but I'm so impressed. I mean, I'm just so impressed that you, as we were just talking briefly before we started recording, you said you lost your job and you started building a portfolio of freelance work. Could you talk a little bit about what that was like? Where did you begin? How did you pick up clients? What type of writing did you do? My first ever writing, like, writing only clients was such a, like it was such a random like pitch. Someone that I interviewed with said that my, so I did like a sample, do like 500 words, interview question type thing. And they were impressed. So they put me in contact with my first ever clients and said, oh, if you're looking for someone who can do the work, but isn't like, too expensive because obviously I don't have any experience. She's your girl. So um, I started writing with them in October and I did that for three months up until October. Yeah, up until November. And that was what built up the bulk of my portfolio. I was doing two to three posts a week. I was doing all the research. They provided a lot of resources. They were very helpful but they were all like engineers. It was a health technology company. So they knew zero about writing or SEO or anything like that. So I had to put myself through a lot of like training. I watched a ton of Skillshare videos, uh, anything on YouTube that I could find. I think that that's crash course in like content marketing as a whole and understanding it before I applied to animals really helped um, with interview process and it helped me understand a lot of things that I wouldn't necessarily have. It's helped me gain an understanding of like different industries and I wouldn't put those earlier pieces on my portfolio, but it really pushed me. That was what, within five months, I started learning about content marketing, then got my first full-time content marketing job. So I was impressed with myself. <laughs> yeah. As you should be. I mean, I having worked in animals, I know a lot about how they hire and the very high bar for quality that they have. So even though I have not seen your writing, I trust that it is excellent because I know that animals doesn't hire folks whose writing isn't excellent. You know, one of the things remote work has become top of mind for everybody basically in the last year or so. And 
I hear from folks who want to build content marketing careers, but don't live in New York, Boston, Chicago, San Francisco, you know, maybe they just live in a smaller town in the United States and they find it to be more challenging to get the opportunities at a tech startup or a technology company than if they had lived in that city and could go to networking events and could meet people and that kind of thing. And so I'm curious if you're open to chatting about it, what it's been like to build a remote content career from Nigeria, because I imagine that the challenges that someone has working in a small town in the United States are amplified when you're overseas. Yeah, definitely. So interestingly enough, I up to like July of last year, that was my main focus. So I had discovered, oh, remote work is a thing that exists. Before the pandemic, it was kind of like an abstract concept to me. But I don't know why. I tend to hyper-focus on one particular thing once I gain enough of interest in, in it. So it was remote work, then it was content marketing. Right now it's content marketing, but a lot of people here don't have access to the resources that even I had access to. So just as you said, a person in a small town in the U.S. has infinitely more resources than I do. But I am also privileged and <laughs> in my own country. And I, I like to acknowledge that I'm privileged. My dad is always trying to drum it into my head that, oh, you know all this because you have like constant access to internet and constant electricity and like you're not uncomfortable. You don't have to leave the house because like I was freelancing and I was making money. Some people would lose their jobs and not have any like hope of work after that just because they don't know. So I still want to get into that. Like I want to help people figure out oh, from Nigeria because I like to think big, but I think it's better to start with where where I'm familiar with. So from Nigeria, how can you build a remote career in like whatever capacity that means, whether it's content or like as a technical consultant. But Generally, the challenges are many. Any given day, they take power. So we don't have electricity for a whole day, for example. But we have a generator, we have solar power, we have inverters, which is like a lot just to make sure that you have electricity all day. But we have the money, the resources to do that. A lot of people don't have access to those things so i don't know building a remote career or a remote content career any kind of career that relies on like communication with people from other countries or just like not going out and like putting in the work is 10 times as difficult because the infrastructure is just not there and I'll be honest, there is no path to improvement. So I can't say that, oh, the government has a plan to do this and this and this to solve this problem. We handle all these things ourselves. Half of the things that we have, water, electricity, we paid for them by ourselves. So, wow, yeah, <laughs> those things may seem like, I don't know what word to use, but they're not as big a deal when you live in a country where those things are provided to you, where if you pay your bills on time, you get your water or 
you get your electricity. It doesn't matter whether we pay bills or not. We are getting it when they think we should get it. So it's difficult. And like I said, I'm very privileged. We have the resources to keep the lights on and like keep ourselves comfortable. And a lot of people don't have that. So I wouldn't even recommend like a remote career to many people in Nigeria just because it can be so difficult to get started. Then also there's the reputation of Nigerians in the international community where a lot of the news media around Nigeria and Nigerians is, can be very negative. So I don't like to generalize, but I'm fairly certain that having Nigeria in my like application form was the reason I was rejected for so many roles when I first started applying. And obviously no one likes that, but it is what it is. So yeah, it's it's really difficult. Even now, if I need to leave the house, I'll need to take a whole day because I'm not sure what will happen on the road, if like there'll be traffic or if something happens to our car or yeah. It, <laughs> it's hard. But yeah, it's not impossible, but it's hard. I think this is I mean, I have to, to be honest, I'm just kind of fascinated by this. Did you have any mentors or folks who inspired you locally, or did you discover all of this on your own? I did it, I did it on my own. I'm hoping to become the person who leads other people in this direction, because a lot of people really don't know that it's possible to, like, and also, like, our currency is really, really bad, so... Making money in any foreign currency is like the goal for a Nigerian. Mm. So a lot of Nigerian kids, like young people, they want to leave the country because that is what they think will get them like a better income or access to a better life. But I think remote work is one way to do all that, like get the better income, but also like plug in those resources into the country. We need more people like that. If you're a doctor or a pilot, chances are you don't want to stay in a country where the infrastructure and everything is just built to frustrate you. Yeah, every year, many people leave Nigeria. But I think remote work in any capacity will really, really help at least stem the outflow of talent in Nigeria. So, yeah, I'm hoping to become the person that at least directs people, puts people on like the right path. I think that's amazing. Have you started, I'm just curious if you started thinking through any of that Slack communities or even co-working or I, I don't know that I feel like there's a bunch of ways to potentially tackle that. Have you, have you started thinking about what that could look like? Yeah. So a big thing here is like, church and religion and people people think of it i guess in a society where everything is i wouldn't say given to you but everything is normal like you know that when you when you do the work or when you pay for something you get something in return things aren't so assured here a lot of people work for peanuts there are people who work for less than a hundred dollars a month and that is definitely not enough to live on so churches are a big part of providing like resources and access to people who have the talent but don't have like the knowledge about things like remote work. So I'm thinking of using that because I I know that I can be very in my own bubble 
you follow remote work people on Twitter and, and content people on Twitter. And I'm part of all these Slack groups and my coworkers are remote workers and therefore I'm, I'm like, I have access to people from all over the world, but a lot of people don't have that. So I, I've been thinking through how I can build, like, even if it's just a video course, but also like how I would make it accessible to like as many people as possible. It would have to be like, it's so wild. It would have, it would probably have to be sold as CDs even. At some point I was reaching out to companies, um, remote companies like Laurel Fires Company. I've forgotten what it's called, but I had a few conversations with them. I was trying to work through like all the different angles that we could take. Could we bring in the government? But I think starting from just telling people that, oh, you can do this thing. I think that's the best approach. So I don't know what it will look like just yet. I don't want to rush it either. So I can provide like real value. But yeah, it's eventually a goal to build it into like a proper community of Nigerians just helping each other find remote work, have better lives, I guess. Yeah, I'm really I'm genuinely so interested in this because here in the States, we talk a lot about remote work and how it can enable a healthier lifestyle because you're not commuting all the time and you can be with your family and all these things. All that is doubly or triply or, or even more so in Nigeria where, you know, I guess here, if you don't have a remote job, like there's other things you could, you could do and you could probably make a decent living doing that as well. I'm, I just, I'm, I'm so impressed. I, I want to, I will publicly offer whatever help I can offer you in doing that because I am inspired by that. I just think that's so cool. Thank you. What kind of skills do you find yourself relying on right now? I mean, one thing that you've already highlighted is your capacity for hard work. I mean, I think that's worth highlighting because it's not easy to discover these opportunities on your own, to build a portfolio from nothing, to connect with companies abroad, establish a new, I mean, that's amazing. And I feel like there's hard work is really at the center of that, but I'm curious, like, what are the other things in your professional career that you find yourself relying on now? Thank you for saying all that. Um, (laughs) I've never really thought about it like that. So, yeah. So I think right now, I would say writing. I always wanted to be a writer, but the form or the type of content, the type of things I wanted to write have changed over time. So when I was really little, I was really into poetry then I went through my emo phase and I wanted to write for Rolling Stone for some odd reason. I then like kind of ditched writing for a while because like school essays were too much for me to handle. But I fell back into it when I started doing more internships with marketing companies and needing to create briefs or like create decks, briefs, whatever for clients, for internal contributors, for external contributors. So I think all that, all those years of just like interacting with various forms of writing really have helped me, helped shape the kind of writer I am today. I know that there's a lot of room for growth. There always is. But I like that I'm now using a skill that I had built up without even realizing it. And like, it's, it's making me money. Like that's always the goal. Also, I always fall back on like 
my understanding of the internet. So <laughs> it's a very Gen Z thing to say, but I was basically brought up by the internet, right? Right. My whole personality is is like <laughs> from my years on Tumblr, taking BuzzFeed quizzes and watching YouTubers and now TikTokers. So I think just having an understanding of how the internet functions has helped me with everything from research to to gain, getting an idea just from watching like a 13 second clip. So I'm hoping to bring all those things to my new role. I've never worked with B2B SaaS clients before. So this is yet another new challenge. But I think those two things in particular are just like have been a good foundation for shaping me into like a marketer who is down to like read a 300 page book, watch as many videos as it takes to put out like the best piece of content that you can. So yeah, I think that's, those are two things I would say. I don't know know anything else. I'm not a soft skills person. So I, I don't know if there are any soft skills in particular that I've built up, but yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. I would, I would lump hard work into soft skills category. You know, I mean, one of the things that I have found in folks that I enjoy working with is that if they're able to turn nothing into something, it's the kind of person you want to work with. You know, if they're able to just do whatever it takes to dream up the project to make it happen even when it's difficult and to get it out the door. Like that's the type of person you want to work with. So it's not, I wouldn't call it a hard skill, but it's a, it's definitely a very important soft skill. Tammy, where can people find you and connect with you? You know, can we point them to some, to Twitter, LinkedIn, our personal website? On LinkedIn, I'm Tammy Larry Oladipo. And on Twitter, I'm Tammy Oladipo. So T-A-M-I, just Oladipo together. Yeah. Um, that's pretty much it for now. I don't want to plug anything else that's still like in development. Got it. I will make sure that we link to those for folks. And I would love to check in with you in six months or so and see how things are going. Um, and I really mean it when I say, if I can be helpful to you in any way, don't ever hesitate to reach out. I will. Thank you so much, Jimmy. Yeah. It's been so good to chat and so good to meet you. I would encourage folks to go connect with you on LinkedIn, follow you on Twitter, say hi in the Slack group and all of that. Yeah, and we should definitely plan on doing this again sometime. Thanks, Jimmy. It was lovely. Thank you. Bye.